understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Face podcast. I'm so excited because we are live on YouTube as well as just all your favorite podcasting platforms. And I'm here with another incredible guest. And whether you're a longtime listener or you're just tuning in, I want to introduce you to someone who is very, very, very special to me. Um, Not only is she the founder of SOS Advantage and the co-founder of an incredible women's event called Innovative Income Summit, which we'll talk about in a moment, Um, but she's also my incredible, bubbly, beautiful soul of a best friend. Oh, don't you're you st- my soulmate. <laughs> don't, don't start that bullshit. We didn't even, it hasn't even been 10 minutes. Don't you cry. <laughs> I'm a crybaby, everyone. <laughs> I'm in the hot seat today. So let's see how this goes. So this is my best friend, Megan Galane. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be on the stranded phase. Again, Again. for the umpteenth time. Fourth-ish time, maybe? Maybe nine. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> So, um, but there's such a particular reason why I brought you on the show today. And, you know, we've really talked about getting into a season where we finally feel like we're both really at a place of immaculate growth, like Mm -hmm. business growth. Um, If you guys don't know, Megan and I have been on this journey together for about three years. I would say three. Since 2018. Yep. Yeah. Three good years. Mm -hmm. Three solid years of a lot together. (laughs) Um, Maneuvering this journey of business and friendship, which we'll talk about that too. Um, cause we got to talk about that dynamic, but this is where I want to start. And, um, it's, it's really cool because since we've been doing this for three years now, agree with me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, or tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's always been, I get in a really great place and you're in a not so great place. Mm-hmm. And then I get in a really shitty place and you get in a really great place. And then trying to maneuver being there for one another throughout that process 
has been a journey of its own. Then having innovative income on top of it has been like this weird balance where it's like a instead of a scale, I would say it's even more of like the waves. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, we're going to handle this. We're going to handle that. We're going. How are we going to address this? Yep. And that was, that's been our whole friendship because we started Innovative Income the month after we met, <laughs> literally at our first blind date. Damn crazy. <laughs> so let, let me be clear about Innovative Income. If you guys are new to the channel, um, Innovative Income Summit is our annual women's event. It's been going on for about three years now. We just held it um, July 31st and August 1st of 2021. Um, over 120 women there, two whole days. And it is just, it is, it cannot be explained. It is one of the most powerful experiences. And so when I say she's the co-founder, I'm the other co-founder. This is the event we throw together. And it's something that um, we're extremely passionate about, mm -hmm. but it's also something that um, was a passion project for so long and we stayed committed to it. And now it's just really become this beautiful movement. Mm -hmm. for women who were where we were. Yes, and we it's something that grows with us. We bring a lot of things that we learn throughout the year back to our community of amazing women. And so it's um, very much never the same. <laughs> never. <laughs> never the same. <laughs> new speakers, new concepts, new healing modalities, new business lessons, um, all of the things. It just kind of grows with us, which mm. is something I love because I hate going to these conferences that are like the same thing every time you go. Yes. So it's been fun. We literally sit down when we start planning innovative income and assess everything that we've been through throughout the year for both of us emotionally, um, you know, trauma, lack of healing or need for healing or what has really changed us. What's transformed us. What was the few things that we learned that really transformed our business? Where did we get stuck? Where did we fail? And then we try to bring that to these women mm -hmm because we were these women, we are these women. Mm -hmm. This this is our life. We know it's up, down, all around. You will experience failure. You just get a little more numb to it. Um, and we just want women to have access to these incredible resources that most of the time you and I pay thousands of dollars to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's been amazing because the, the speakers we bring in are from relationships and, and the communities of these thousand dollar plus programs that we join so you don't have to. Exactly. We're going to one in a week. <laughs> all, all these great expenses that when you are an entrepreneur, you acquire these expenses as well, which is... But you look forward to it. <laughs> you look forward to spending this type of money with your best friend. <laughs> what, did I, what did I say today? I was like, thank God I met someone that's obsessed with this shit as I am, because we are literally obsessed. <laughs> like, I'm like, a thousand? Two thousand? We're good. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's run go. it. <laughs> um. But I, this is this is really what I want to talk about today is going back to this very integral moment that was actually at the top of this year for you. And it was one of the greatest transformations I got to witness in your life. Mm -hmm. And it was that um, th it, it is let me be clear. It is not that you have not you've been wildly successful your whole life. You've taught me so much around investing money, real estate, um, saving, budgeting, like really um, you're just a freaking boss with your money. You've always had a phenomenal career. Um, but on us together, I got to witness entrepreneurship being a very up and down journey for you. And I think at the end of 2020, a lot of people would not know that you were, I, 
you know, I was barely aware of it, that you were insanely ready to throw in the towel Mm -hmm. on this journey. So it actually goes back further than that. It was like mid 2020 when there was all the stuff going on, right? With COVID, um, Black Lives Matter, politics, all that really, really heavy stuff. I did not process it well at all. Um, and most people that I know and in our, in our circle, they like took off. They took every advantage of everyone being home and uh, wanting to learn and needing money. They took every advantage of that. And I was like, shut the shit off. I'm done. Shut off my social media accounts. I cannot be exposed to this. I have to protect my energy. And um, I'm, I need to be focused on my relationship. I need to be focused on my mental health. Um, I've been diagnosed with like ADD, ADHD, and seasonal depression. I don't really follow any of the rules or any of the medications <laughs> that they say. Cause I still, you, can, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like they kind of make shit up. So, I mean, if we're going to be real, for some people, I totally know and understand that's for you. For me, I feel like I'm such borderline. It really comes down to like diet and root causes that I can really control. Mm. Um, so... For me, I understand yep. it's different for other people. For me, that doesn't and, make it not real. Yes, yep. and so for for me at that exact point in the mid twenty twenty when everything was going on, it was like I'm either getting on medication or I'm I'm shutting it down to focus on myself. And so I did shut it down. Came back towards the end of twenty twenty, like September October ish mm-hmm. of twenty twenty, and um, just was like at this standstill. Like I did not know where I was going. I didn't know what I was focusing on. My career is still good. Uh, I was at, I did a huge uh, systems build for my family's company during that time I was shut down. And that was Mm. all I focused on. Uh, I keep a, I keep a whiteboard in my office of like big projects that I'm working on. And it was clean. Like the whiteboard was clean because I was working so much. I was just focused on me and my bubble I was focused on my friends. We weren't even hanging out that much either because that was before we really knew anything about COVID. And and with Cam, we didn't want to, you know, potentially expose him to anything. So we're like, you know, let's just stay in our little bubbles. We'll be good for a little bit until we kind of loosen up. Then when we loosened up, it was like, "Eh." (laughs) what is loosening up? What is a bubble? (laughs) Game's over. (laughs) There was no chill. So... Um, during that time, though, it was like my my project list was done. I was thriving as much as you could thrive in a in a corporate-ish career uh, during COVID. And so that was like where I was at. So going back into the entrepreneurial world, getting back on social media, am I vulnerable? Am I not vulnerable? What do I talk about? Do I talk about the the issues I've been having around all these heavy topics? Do I not? Like, I feel like a lot of Larger influencers did talk, semi-talked about the issues, but I think they did it a very half-assed job, which then uh, turned a lot of people off. Yeah. And I know the way that I think can can really piss some people off. I know and understand that. That's why I kind of skirt around some topics. We're not, we not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> I'm not. I know that. I am not. <laughs> and that's okay. I understand that. I'm a little wild child. I get it. A little bit. <laughs> so, um but yeah, like where everything that I talk about where I come from is, of course, my opinion, and that's how I feel. And so uh, seeing how people handled situations, I thought it could have done, been done better. And I did not want to be held to the same standard I was holding people to at that time. Mm. I rather had just shut up, 
stay in my circle, talk about it with my circle, work through the problems in my mind, work through the conversations. And that's what I did. I worried about the people that were have been here for me in my life and, and focused on those relationships. The point I want to make about what you just said, because we work with a lot of incredible women now, and they'll always start with like, you know, I'm really scared to do that. What if people do this? And the reality is, is like, you curate a fear of what other people will do to you because you're already doing it to someone else. You're already judging them that way. You already think that they're not worthy of the role that they play or the way that they serve people. Or like the example you just gave, like you see how other people are judging them. You don't want to be judged that way. So you fear the very thing that you may also be judging them. Oh yeah. The way that they're handling the situation. Completely. And this is something when I did decide to get back out there, I had to address head on. Like I didn't say, this is how I feel about this. And like, you know, go strong at it. But the people that wanted to have the conversations, I told them my my viewpoint, let them know the space is here for them and their viewpoint. I'm not going to try to persuade you. I'm not somebody who's going to debate you. I'm going to tell you cold, hard facts and real, actually, facts, not just Instagram facts. And so, um, and that's Shots what it fired. Is. We can have the conversation. I don't care what you believe. Just know that the place is here and I expect you to respect me the same way I respect you. And so once I realized that's how I feel about a lot of things, it made it so that the doors were really open. I've had great conversations with people, I mean, around COVID, politics, um, BLM, all the things that I was fearing so, so much of having the conversations with, once I had a clear viewpoint of mine, not mainstream medias, not Instagrams, not your friends, like once I made my clear, this is what I stand for, this is who I am, it made it so simple to, to come on to social media. And I actually did notice having my own viewpoints, it made it easier to not judge people Yes. Or think that people are judging me because I know you're going to judge me. Let's yeah. just admit it. Like, Facts. we're all women. I know you're going to judge me at some point. That's okay. It's okay if I'm not your cup of tea. Let's let's be clear. I just want to highlight this for a second is you did what you needed to do during that time. Yes, you did what you needed to do. And there was nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with what you did. You I, re I remember like, I was in such a hustle mode in that phase. And I would call you and you would be like, we're outside playing volleyball. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I've been working my ass off all day. Like, what do you mean you're outside playing volleyball? <laughs> but that was the season that you were in. It was really heavy in the way that you were like kind of working through everything that was going on around you. And that's something that we've kind of realized is like, everything um, that's going on around you, you, you take it on in a different, very empathetic mm -hmm. way. And it can have a very heavy weight on you. Yes. And so there came, but that only came with, with knowing myself because for years I couldn't figure out why I would take on other people's like, like shit. Yeah. Like I couldn't figure that out. And so after spending time by myself, meditating, you know, doing all the like healing modalities, and working with a lot of different people. Like I don't just try one healing modality. I work with a lot of different people and doing all of that. They all say the same thing, how I, I take on people's energies very fast. I could walk in a room and feel people's energies, which I mean, it sounds, it could sound crazy to somebody who's not done any healing work. I totally get it, but that's something I've done as a kid. And so being able to now basically like put up, I had, I worked with somebody who like helped me put up like a, called protect your energy but like a little barrier right so I put myself in my own little shell I could take we could have the conversations just know that when we leave I'll be good 
Now, people that start dumping to me before I put on the show, oh my gosh, I may need a nap after. <laughs> yes, a nap. Yeah, and you've learned how to cut ties yes. at night. But then, listen, watch this dynamic. Listen to this dynamic. So we're best friends. What, this is so funny what we learned about each other the other day. And I was like, oh, this is why we've had so many other times where we've clashed. And how important it is to have grace and understanding for one another. It was when we did that exercise the other day and we found out it's like a human design test. Mm -hmm. And I'm a generator and you're a projector. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And basically when it says that you're winding down, it's the, they're polar opposites in the way we wind down. So for Megan to wind down, it's exactly what all the healers said. When Megan winds down, she needs to shut off her phones. She needs to shut off all social media. She needs to like shut down and have like a significant amount of time that she sets aside to like decompress. Like and a clear routine. You have to have a very clear routine in the evenings to shut down. Mm -hmm. My, as a generator, this shit is wild. <laughs> Mine said that in order for you to wind down, you have to expend all your energy all throughout the day. You're full of energy. You have to expend it all till you're like exhausted. And that's how you begin resting. And I was like, no fucking wonder we don't understand each other. Cause I would be like, what do you mean? What do you like? Oh, I just shut everything down. And I just, and I'm like, who does that? Like, what do you mean? You just shut everything down. You can't just avoid the world. But I, now that we've learned so much about each other and how to work with one another, which is why we're such a yin and yang group or team is, understanding that about one another yes you, you know the meme that's like call the cops don't call me my phone's on tnd yeah 11 p.m don't call me yeah <laughs> she's not kidding like i would never she's not kidding like she's literally like i call her at 7 30 she calls me back at 8 30 like i was on my walk i don't turn my phone off do not disturb until after i come back from my walk <laughs> like, i don't even bring my phone on my walk <laughs> but that's so important to understand yourself and be able to protect your energy. Yes. Which has been the phrase of 2021. Yes. P-Y-E. P-Y-E. Megan always texts me, P-Y-E, protect your energy, friend. <laughs> P-Y-E in the comments. This is your new hashtag. Protect your energy. P-Y-E. That's it. That's it. It's a phrase Megan lives by and it is critical to your success. It is. But I want to go to this because when you tried to integrate I don't mean to say it like this, but like when you tried to integrate back into that social platform, that showing up for yourself, for other people, because you had already semi built an audience. Yeah. We had already done three innovative income events. So you just, you basically disappeared off the face of the earth. I remember saying to you, Megan, you've not been on social media for six months. Like <laughs> you have to start showing up again. And that battle, which it seemed like it was from October to December, maybe January was there was a lot of hope and a lot of desire and very little clarity. Mm -hmm. So you actually like reintegrating into showing up for other people was very scattered. Yeah. And it was scattered because it was nothing was clear. So by the time I was showing up again, I've taught people about money. <laughs> I've taught people about, I don't even know what I've taught. You had, we had the <laughs> leadership. We've had podcasts, podcasts. two podcasts. Um, there's been a lot, like there's been a lot that I've done. Um, just trying to figure that spot out for me. And the trendy word of 2020, 2021 is pivoting. It wasn't pivoting. I did something and I turned it off and changed. Like the, a pivot is like maybe a one to five degree ch shift. And what your messaging is, no, it was like polar opposite every time. Mm. And so doing that, the audience would have to change. So I built up this great audience. They were coming to me for money things. And I'm like, I love you guys. That's great. 
I'm not going to work with you for $100. It's not going to work. So you're not my audience. You're not who I like having conversations with. This is stuff you could find for free on YouTube. And I would literally direct them to my podcast episode where I literally laid everything out. Like, listen to this podcast episode, follow it. And then I'm like, okay, you can't make money doing that. But there's people that make money in Mm -hmm. the budgeting arena, right? So I thought about looking at those. And I'm like, it's not even that I don't. I don't think it's possible to make money. I know it's possible. I don't want to charge people for this. This feels like something that you should get for free. Mm. You should know and understand how to use money, how to um, how to budget, how to do all these basic things. That's something I feel strongly about. And so it was always something I wanted to give away for free. So then when I changed directions and I was so lost, I'm like, what do I talk about? What do I do? Shut down the podcast. Um, Just because I felt like it was becoming more of a therapy session for me than anything. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like this is not it. And also another thing about my podcast was I was recording stuff that was kind of going on in my real life, but not using names and using hypothetical situations. But then people were realizing that was my situation with them. (laughs) So I was like, "Mm, we won't talk about that. So we're not going to get on the podcast because clearly – Like they knew that I was talking about them and it wasn't in a bad way, but it was like people I was managing and it was like situations I was learning in leadership and how to work with people, which I thought were really good. It was just, I didn't know how they were taking it. They just told me like, oh, you're talking to me. And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. (laughs) So I just shut it down, but shut it down because if I really wanted to say some things about you, it may hurt your feelings because that was where I was at in my leadership area that I was like, I'm so tired of working with people that just don't want to work. So let's be honest about the end of 2020. What, Simpler. what, <laughs> what were your feelings about business, your business going into 2021? There was nothing like there was absolute nothing. I don't think there was anything I was making money from. I, was, I had a couple of people that I would like one-on-one coach, yep. but they weren't getting anywhere because people, and you may, this may offend some people when I say this, a lot of people that want and need that want one-on-one coaching do not do the work so they actually need to hire an agency to do the work not a coach you need a therapist and an agency to do the work because that's what a one-on-one coach is a lot of times well the a lot of times the amount of money that you could invest in one-on-one because it is high level and you are going to pay high ticket to have a one-on-one coach to to have someone's time directly you if could, you're paying high ticket, that's the issue. I was only charging $500 a month. Mm. So it wasn't, high, it wasn't high enough. Right. Where it was like, no, you actually need therapy. That's what's holding you back. And then you just need an agency to build this stuff for you. Mm. So that was the difference. I do believe high, high ticket one-on-one coaching is great. Um, but that's very strategic, high level coaching. Yep. So there's a difference. I wasn't charging enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you could pay an agency to do the work for you when there's a lack of, it's always a lack of time or a lack of money. You have to decide which one is more important and more valuable to you. So what, because it was a massive change, what changed? What was the, do you remember the moment? So I think it was January. Mm -hmm. So January, January. 2020, 2021, 2021. Oh my gosh. This was only nine months ago, friend. Nine months ago. (laughs) It's been a crazy ride. (laughs) So, um, so the, the beginning of January 2021, though, I was like, okay, I really need to figure out what I'm talking about. I need to just show up and do something. So I was getting more consistent on just showing up, telling people about my life, just being there. 
not providing a ton of value, not a ton of content. And then towards the end uh, or mid-January, I was like, okay, something massive has to happen in my life or else like I'm done. Like I'm going done with the, the entrepreneurship, done with the podcasting, done with everything. And what I need to focus on is my career and I need to go full-fledged in that and really just do everything I can there. So it was pick something or go full in in the career aspect, which is fine. Like I'm not against the career aspect um, at all. And I work for my family's company. So it's not like a corporate corporate job, but it was corporate enough that my schedule was not under my control. Um, my, I mean, vacation was like unheard of because I ran um, I was on the leadership team as the chief visionary officer. And then I also filled the role of, as um, like business development director, director of business development while I was training the person to fill that role. So I had two really major roles in the company. Mm -hmm. So it was very hard to balance having a life with that and going on vacation or doing whatever the things were. What vacation? There, you never yeah, went on vacation. There was no vacation. <laughs> they were all working vacations. Yep. So yeah, like I had to make that choice. So mid-January... I want to say I signed up my team for like this marketing free webinar series. And I was like, you know, I want to introduce them to ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson and learning all of the things that I know in marketing. The digital marketing. The digital marketing. And I just want them to get familiar with it. So I signed them up. They were all going through it. But so every, I think it was every day he would send a video and I would watch the video. And then as, as a team, because I would be teaching people who have never been in the digital marketing space about digital marketing. So not only did they have the training, I would then talk to them more at their level on what they learned and how to how to digest it. And one day I was just sitting there watching it, um, watching the uh, training. And I was like, man, if I could just sit with Russell Brunson for one day, like just to just like hear how his brain thinks. Granted, he puts out so much content. Yeah. Like you could sit with him for a day off his content. Um, but just to have him like break down the clarity of some things, I was like, this would help me so much in my life and business. I'm being clear on what can help me. And it was like, I thought that thought during that time. And I want to say it was like 20 minutes later, you yep. had texted me and it was like, it was because I had been thinking it's all or nothing. That was my thought of the Russell Brunson thing. And then she texted me. I was like, let's do it. And yep. so I don't know if you want to pick up there. Yeah. So I text you. I had um, spent all of 2020 being in a or in a one-on-one -on -one coaching relationship with a high performance coach. Um, I think I hired in May 2020. And by the end of 2020, things were like really starting to spin. Um, I was just learning so much things to apply to my business to really like, it was scale, but it was like really turning my business into a very professional business and um to a business not it, like an online service it wasn't an online service i was becoming an agency i was becoming clear i was building culture within my team like it was just things were really starting to get very clear for me and i was making more money obviously and um he was going to have a retreat or a mastermind and he was like he we were on a call and he said to me um do you want to bring anybody do you know anybody that wants to come to this and i was like oh not really and he's like well what about that best friend you always talk about that you guys do that event together and i was like she's, you know, like not offensively, but I was like, I don't really think she's in that place right now. She's not even clear on what she wants to do. And he was like, well, I don't know. Talk to her about it. Maybe it's for her. And I was like, nah. And then I remember I was driving somewhere and I was like, no, screw that. My friend needs this. Like my friend needs this because one thing I know about you is we're, we're, we're about to tell a story about how your business has transformed over the last nine months and eventually led you to quit your corporate job. But 
you've been knowledgeable in these skill sets for years. Mm -hmm. Half the things I've done in my agency and my website and my setup, you've helped me with. So you've known this information. You've studied it unnaturally Mm -hmm. to to most folks. You've studied it like crazy. You just didn't know what lane to show up in Yeah, because you know so much. You're multifaceted, multi-passionate. You didn't know where to show up. And I want a lot of people listening to this, like ditto in the comments or that's me too. Like there's nothing wrong with you being multi-passionate. It just can get very confusing for you in a moment where you need to make a choice and a commitment because we can, when we commit to this trendy word of like, what is your niche, right? What is your expertise? Who who are you? We get so many people that are multi-passionate and multifaceted. Megan is overly skilled in a lot of things. We, we It's so hard for us to make a commitment to something because it feels like a marriage. It feels like, well, what if I choose this thing and it doesn't go well? What if I choose this thing and it's wrong? What if I choose this thing and I end up with broke folks? Like what if? And on a deeper level, I mean, how many of you are really comfortable in a commitment? That, was, that was one of my, that was one of my biggest issues was um, what did commitment actually look like in my life? How did it show up? My parents were divorced from literally they were married nine months, divorced my whole life, um, had a very, very nasty divorce. Uh, I was in and out of therapy. Like I it was a, I mean, you would never know this stuff by looking at me. I have great relationships with both my parents now. Um, but it was commitment was not something I saw regularly and it was nothing that showed up in my day to day life. I, my longest my long term relationship Uh, My first one that was really long term was when I moved here to Florida and decided I wanted to try a relationship in 2015-ish. I don't even know. (laughs) The year's a blur. And so I say it's a blur because I'm really good at blocking stuff out. So I really forget like years and dates like that. And so, um, yeah. So like what did that show up like? And I think a lot of it goes back to that really, really deep stuff of what does your life look like? Commitment was very scary for me. It seemed like something I couldn't get out of. And once I started addressing these these inner workings of just because I try something and sell it doesn't mean I have to be committed to it. Like And having to you know, work that through part. that, that was really where it was easier to make these decisions. And so the investment into the retreat or the mastermind was pretty pricey. Three grand. Three grand. And I text you and I was like, maybe you need this, maybe you don't, but I would love to have you. I don't even know what I said. It was something dramatic though. I was like, I would love to, I want you on this journey with me. I was like, I'm tired of us being on this up and down journey. We know the same shit. We're very passionate about the same thing, but we can't seem to get on the same level at the same time. Not that I was better than you or anything like that. It just was this like, again, it was a seesaw of one of us being a great place. One of us not emotionally business wise, And so I was like, I want you on this journey with me. I want you next to me. And I was like, come to this event. And my, of course, I'm thinking like, she's going to be like, hell no. Like, I don't, I'm not even in a successful place with this. And I think you said, probably not for me. And then like 15 minutes later, you called me and you were like, you were so hype. You were like, you know what? Screw this. I'm doing it. I just, I just said to myself that I was all or nothing. And I was watching Russell Brunson's video. Maybe this is what I need. I'm going. And you were so committed. And I was like, and I didn't even book a call with him or anything to like ask about it. I tried to, I tried to email after like, what is this about? What did I sign up for? What did I just pay three grand? He didn't even respond. He texted me and said like, uh, your friend just paid me and she didn't, I haven't even talked to her. I was like, like, that's how much she trusts me. (laughs) So anyway, we show up at this event a couple weeks later and, um, literally, I think it was like two weeks later. It was not planned out. No, we don't really plan anything. We don't plan anything. Um, two weeks later we show up at this event and what happens? 
because it was such a dramatic shift. And I think then this is, I want to talk about our friendship dynamic before this episode is over, but I think we even talked beforehand and I said, you paid a lot of money. No, you said, I paid a lot of money. So I'm going to sit up front. I said, fuck that. You paid a lot of money. So I need you to be okay with me calling you out today. Mm -hmm. And you were like, call, you literally looked at me and you were like, girl, call me out, call me out. Cause I was like, cause if anybody's going to get to you, it's going to be this person because the way this person's gotten to me. And I was like, so as long as I have your permission and you were like, you have a thousand percent to call me out on my shit. We literally had a whole pep talk going downstairs. (laughs) Like we're going to do this. We both we're here. We're going to do this. We're going to show up fully sit front row, not mess around on our phones and talk Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And um, I don't remember how you ended up. I remember. So he's doing hot seat. Mm -hmm. And like I was in a room. Actually, let's talk about how I felt in the room. So I walk into a room. My knowledge of these women are women that I followed or knew about on social media and never thought I would be in their circle. Mm. Six-figure business owners, some of them close to seven, some of them seven-figure business owners. And never did I think that they would be my circle. Like, they're who I I call on. This is a, And this is an insanely intimate room. This is not 200 people. There was 18 people in the room. Oh, yeah. So we're small. in a very intimate setting with people that you follow that you never thought you'd be in a room with. Yes. And so... Um, I felt super out of place. They were all were very clear. They were making six figures. I mean, maybe there's, maybe there was somebody in there not making six figures. I can't, if I were to think that, I don't know who it would have been Mm -hmm. in that room. (laughs) But, um, so I walk in there not knowing what the hell I'm selling. Mm. Like, okay. Imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh. I tried to back out. Hold on. I actually, let's rewind it a little bit. So I emailed him asking what this mastermind was. I, to- I was talking to Dennis. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't think I should go. The people I'm seeing that are posting that they're going, like, I don't know if I'm if I should be in that room because I don't know what I'm doing. They're very clear. They're going for a high performance weekend, not trying to help me figure out what I'm doing. And so I almost didn't go. I almost tried to cancel it, but then the coach never wrote me back. So <laughs> I ended up going. <laughs> and so... <laughs> It's funny because he laughs about it too to this day. Like I saw your email, I just didn't respond. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so we went, we go, we're in there, we learn a lot, right? Um, it wasn't really like, if you ever come to Innovative Income Summit, there's like a lot of emotional and unpacking and the women's um, processing stuff. Yeah. That's not how this was. It no. was like in your face, get your shit together. This is what it is. We're going through these frameworks. We're doing this. We're doing that. And that I'm stomping on your self-sabotage right now. Yes. Yeah. So he did a hot seat and it was like nobody was really raising their hand. And I was like, me, let's tear this ass up and let's go. (laughs) Literally bent over and was like, give me this ass whooping. It's fine. I'll take it. I'm ready. (laughs) Get it out the way, boss. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's do this. So hopped on stage and broke everything down what I was selling, my one-on-one packaging, the business mapping that I was working on. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I went through all of that. And I I'm I could be very, very good at talking my way through stuff to not get an ass whooping and something. It's the corporate side. We're really good at making some stuff up along the way. And so Jess was like, actually, <laughs> 
actually give me the mic give me the mic i need to talk for her so she stands up next to me on stage and and talks about 2020 and not showing up on so yeah 2020 not showing up on social media all of the things that we had just went through in this last year um from the up and down scale of what we were working on and then he was like, oh, okay, like now I can go in on this. And so he just like went in and, and had me break down a lot of stuff. Um, at the time, I didn't realize what he was doing. He was asking me, we've actually already talked about this. This is why I know. He was asking me specific questions to see if I actually knew what I was talking about versus like somebody who just shows up and like makes up this like framework that's really a stolen framework and all this stuff. And so... We're walking through it all and I'm explaining what I know, how I know it, how to do things. And then he was like, okay, if somebody in the back corner needs your services, how do you pitch to them? And I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I don't, I don't freaking know. I yes. could not figure it no, out. No, no, no. And it was so funny because we talk about this all the time with our coaching students because I remember the whole conversation came up because I was like, I was telling him how you weren't showing up, but I was like, she's so smart when it comes to like helping me fix my mess. She's helped me build my agency site, like not website, like my build out the operations. systems and processes and the operations inside my business. And literally like people don't even know this, but I was at a wedding one weekend and you were like, oh, I'm just going to like toy around and try to help you find something that you need. I came back and the whole shit was built. Like you literally built out my entire agency operation in a weekend. And so like, I, that's what I stood up and said. I was like, she built my entire back end, and I was like, but can't figure out how to show up for other people or commit to this idea that this is what she's really good at. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oh, fabulous pitch this to someone in the back. And this is, <laughs> this is the thing you kept doing this. And this is what, what a lot of, a lot of our clients do is, um, or people we work with is you were giving the agenda, the agenda, the bullet points, like this is what it is. This is what I help you do. And I'll help you systemize your, this I'll help you build this out. So you're, you say, you know, da, 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 da. and he was like, what is the benefit? Like what, like, what does this person need to hear? And you were just like, well, and you like went down a list of everything you would do. And he was like, that's the agenda. What do you do for them? He made me sit up on stage so I could figure it out. <laughs> you were, and then you started crying. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. And like, I could feel in you, you wanted to run. You wanted to take <laughs> off. Megan was about to jet the fuck out the door. And I was like, but everybody in that room knew if she could cry this out and get through it we could get to a whole different place. And you stood up there like a champ. You were like, you just, what about you were like, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he was like, okay, let's try this. And it was great. Cause he asked you questions that just kind of help you build a framework. And then he asked the audience questions like, okay, so you're a CEO and you struggle with building your system. So what would you need to hear for somebody to sell you a $5,000 package that feels like they solve your problems. What does solving your problems sound like? And all these people were pouring into you and you were like, oh, I saw your face. I saw the whole transformation. You were like, oh shit. Like you were like, oh, I, I could see you literally in your, your brain was like, I would have never said that. Like you, I saw and a lot of the people I work with are so creative. So we think so differently. So I, it's almost like I had, I had to hear it from their, their, side of what that actually means to them and so that's what that was you're like you're very type and, a you're yeah. you're very and she's very analytical she's very type a and so what was what was um we still do this to this day is she'll you still call me and we'll be like 
am I, am I using too many terms? Am I, am I making sense? And I'm like, what did you say? And I'm like, Oh, that shit doesn't even make sense to me. Or I would never go searching for that. Like, here's my problems. Cause I'm one of those creatives. Yeah. Creative yep. can't, can't figure the cannot figure out how to organize anything, <laughs> but a million ideas. And you needed to hear that from your ideal client and tell them what happened next. So th- before we even get there, um, what I needed to hear was also that coaching wasn't it because I had my mind so stuck on I'm supposed to be coaching, I'm supposed to be doing group programs, one-on-one programs, spending time with these people in order to make money or see how I could put it on an evergreen model. And that was not it. And there are so many people on the online space that are like, yes, jump into coaching. No, figure your shit out, make a framework as an agency model, and then you can move into coaching if that if that floats your boat. Some people it doesn't. Jess's business thrives as an agency and she has a whole team that runs it. My own business is systems building and I have a team that runs 80% of it. Like people have made agencies to sound like they are so bad mm-hmm. that people assume coaching is the way to go. When I, I'll be real with you, agency is very clear. You have a clear task of what you're doing it makes your job easy coaching there's a lot of different aspects and if you haven't done the work personally Mm. it could it could wear and tear on you very fast and i think that also agency is a service it's easier to sell get your feet wet get comfortable selling before you get into that coaching space and so a lot of people that we work with they assume that coaching is the way to go and it's like well have you like really tested this out on other people that aren't your friends and aren't yourself because Because how do you know that that agency model or that framework actually works if you have not really done it like for other people that don't love you? Right. So what happens next? So what happens next is I'm downstairs working during, um, so the conference, you know, is during the day. And then at night I went to go meet up with one of the other girls who she does, um, system she actually does the coaching aspect of how to get ceos and their ceo power and she's like pulling this out of me still pouring into me uh doing all the things and she's like your face lights up when you talk about this so how do we build a business around this aspect she helped me kind of structure it ideas so then our coach calls us and calls me on the phone and he's like come actually no 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 the first night was the breakdown. Remind me. The um, me. The, yes. Oh, that's right. So that was the second night. The second I, night was, I was my in, breakthrough. I was in somebody's bar drinking my life away. But it's an important. <laughs> it's an important part because she's drinking her life away. Doesn't realize me and him are sober, having a great conversation about what I've actually done and showing him all the systems I've built and all this stuff. So he knows at this point after the first night, I'm super capable. So then the second day we go in, I'm pitching, doing all the stuff. He's working with me on that. And then the second night I'm working on clearing some things up um, with what I'm actually offering. And he calls me and he's like, hey, come upstairs. Um, If you're out working, I want you to meet somebody. So then he brings me to meet with somebody who I still work with to this day, my first client. And um, yeah, so I meet her and we talk through it and basically pitch on the spot. He threw you in the fire. He threw me in the fire. Um, But she basically was willing to take a risk on everything. She knew I was her first client. Her and I literally would talk on the phone for like 
hours trying to figure out like what she needed, like helping with questions that I asked, me getting confidence and actually helping. And she was, is a super creative. And so she was like, just do it. Like, take a chance. Let's see if it works. And that was what, I mean, the first, I'd say the first two months was just working with her and like stupid things like getting access to last fast that was a whole mess so yep. it was like working out these little kinks and what do i need to build somebody else's system that i don't know how do i get into their brain and so she spent just countless time with me we have built her whole system we're launching an additional part so not what i originally signed on for her original system was built a long time ago and then what we've been doing is as things have cleared up, now we're adding stuff to it. And now she's adding an in-person service, uh, raised her prices, like uh, added team members. Her team's now grown. It was just her. Now it's, I mean, besides me working in there or my company working within her company, um, she has one, two, three, four, five starting in October. I mean, she has three right now. She has two more starting in October. So she went from a one woman show to now five in nine years. And so, I mean, nine months. And so this is... Um, basically like was my whole learning curve and I ended up so I started with her and then from referral base I mean just built my business that way so there's two things I want to highlight here and I do want to talk about your your second month after that being wildly successful mm -hmm. and but um all your favorite coaches are going to tell you um to do the groundwork to do the research to 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 make a conscious decision and there's I absolutely agree. However, we are two people that learned in trial by fire, like built an entire agency model off of doing it with someone, one person that gave us an opportunity. And this is what I want you to put in the comments section, because this is what I want you to manifest for your life. You are one, say, I am one opportunity away in the comments. I am one opportunity away because for both of us, it was one person paid, both of us paid willing to give us a chance to, they already saw the expertise. They already saw the skill set. They were somewhat desperate or in need of, of it and wanted and saw in us something that like, here's the reality is like, sometimes you need someone to see it in you before you can see it in yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think also with you saying paid, paid at a very discounted rate. Yes. I see so many coaches now saying like, oh, you're, you shouldn't have beta test. You should new charge your worth, <laughs> charge your worth. No charge charge what you what you need to charge <laughs> Char yeah just charge something so that don't. you feel good don't i'm not saying do it for free because then they don't see the value and I, I genuinely believe that yep but i knew i was in a room with women who saw the value in somebody coming to do this i charged a very fair price i felt like for me to learn that price has now more than doubled yep and that's okay i keep i keep my clients whatever they all get grandfathered in, right? So she's grandfathered in at that price that she hired me in. And it doesn't matter to me because we test every new thing on her. Uh, every new portal we've come out with, we test on her. Every new strategy we learn gets tested on her. Um, she gets basically the newest, greatest because it's us learning at that exact time what we've learned. <laughs> Y'all don't don't despise humble beginnings. Look mm -hmm. here. Do not despise humble beginnings because it has to start somewhere. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.